Hello and everyone, welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Rulo. Sorry, I was talking to myself for a second there and I totally messed up the intro. How's everyone doing today? Eris, how are you? I don't know if that caught it. Okay. <laughs> so, thanks for telling everyone, no, you're a weird psychopath. Yeah, talk to I was talking to myself and then I was distracted by my Xbox One. That thing down. is dying. <laughs> it's, it, it sounds like it's in his death throes it's right now. currently downloading. Uh, wait, wait, if you're talking to yourself, are you hearing people talk back? Yes, I am. Oh, and it's Darth Vader, and it's Luke Skywalker, and it's Yoda, and it's I am a Jedi. <laughs> we need to get this voice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it is Star Wars season. It is Tuesday, November 17th. We're only about a month away. How far are we, Victor? 30 days away, my friend. 30 days. Wow. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yes. A month. A month. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Battlefront. Who today. cares? You should see the grin on Victor's face. Like, his <laughs> eyes, like... Lit up like he saw his first pair of boobies when he was 12. <laughs> it is Victor's Christmas. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Well, actually, so starting today, so we got Battlefront that came today. Mm-hmm. We got the uh, Shattered Empires uh, graphic novel, which mm-hmm. Victor has, and mine will be arriving tomorrow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then we have the movie. Oh. That's, this is pretty much it. Yeah. There's a DLC for the Battle of... Jakku. Yep, that is going to be a part of Battlefront. That'll come out December 1st, and I want to play mm-hmm. the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Xbox is attempting to download or install, excuse me, Star Wars Battlefront, and it sounds like it's dying, and I'm not really sure why. Um, but back to the intro. This is actually episode 21. God, I wish I go. was Disney and Lucas Arts. Mm. I would have so much money off you suckers right now. <laughs> I have already spent a lot of money. All Could of, not agree more. All you suckers. I have Darth Vader Volume One, which I'm gonna read after. Shadow every Empire. penny Disney spent on purchasing that property is just worth it. Just hearing you talk about this shit. <laughs> when I was looking back, they're just my, like, "Oh my god, we're making, we're gonna make so much money." I, was I still see, haven't watched any of the movies yet. You're, you're a monster. I was trying <laughs> to see if when I pre-ordered Battlefront, it wasn't even it was like my Amazon order. I was trying to see what if I was getting it today and i was like it's not the past six months i go back i ordered it in april (laughs) (laughs) oh my god like that was literally when the news dropped that star wars battlefront was coming out it's fantastic i haven't played a video game wow i can't believe how loud the xbox is yay multinational conglomerate yeah (laughs) yeah go star wars i can't wait until they like build up their park where they have a star wars theme park because i'm gonna go to I'm on a vacation there. Victor and I are on a vacation together. What's up? You guys are invited. Yeah. No chicks, though. No chicks. No <laughs> okay. Well, what, you what, guys have fun with that one. Well, we didn't say anything about not having chicks with us, though. That's... Okay, I'll go with myself. <laughs> Freak. Oh, man. So, Vic, I see you uh, reading Star Wars there. You got anything else uh, that you've been up to? Uh, Yeah, man. Besides, I just ordered a... Sh- well, just bought Shattered Empire uh, at my local Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. reading that right now. Uh, besides that, you know, just uh, just been chilling out, watching some movies and whatnot. Um, have a couple of movies uh, that I'll be reviewing for you guys in a moment. Mm. Uh, two really two really interesting ones. Um, one movie I saw uh, uh, over the weekend is this documentary on HBO, which came out earlier in March. It's called Going Clear: uh, Scientology and the Prison of Belief. And uh, that's a really interesting documentary. It's uh, directed by Alex Gibney, and, and the whole documentary is about um, the whole Scientology as a cult, and basically its impact in, in modern day culture, and it's a story about its founder, L. Ron Hubbard, and how he was, he was basically a huckster, who was uh, basically a, a science, sci-fi writer hack, who basically made up his own religion strictly to make some money, and it actually worked. And, um, and what's interesting is that the, the film all, uh, centered on eight different interviews from former Scientology members, one of them being uh, Paul Haggis, who was the writer and director of the Oscar-winning film Crash. 
And um, it was also there was also an interview with Mark Rathbun, who was the former second in command of the Scientology cult. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like the inner circle dealings, like how the, all their like human human rights abuses and stuff, and the stuff that they do with uh, Tom Cruise and John Travolta. How they basically have enough blackmail material to keep them trapped in Scientology forever, which is why they'll never leave. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, I know when that came out, it was uh, some waves caused some waves amongst the uh, elite members of Scientology, and it, they weren't very happy with it. <laughs> it did, it did, because in, according to the director, uh, Scientology, the the church is like they're extremely litigious, mm-hmm. so much so that the director and uh, working with HBO, they had to hire a team of one hundred and sixty lawyers Damn. just to just to stay protected. Sheesh. And and they actually and the directors actually reached out to mem- the current members of Scientology, like the president and everybody, Tom Cruise, and no everybody declined except the former members who mm-hmm. had a, who had an axe to grind and had something to say. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's, the, the documentary is really disturbing. I really recommend checking it out as soon as you can because it's sounds it's really, really good one. one-sided, Vic. They gave I want to know. I want to know the other side of the story. Well, the well the thing is like I mean the the, the whole the whole the thing stuff being one sided sometimes some sometimes some things have to be one sided for a reason because the other side is a piece of shit. Hey man, listen, the Scientology guys are probably super happy uh, with all their lawyers and all their money and blackmail material. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 on that too, like there there's there's a bunch of footage of like Scientology rallies. And it kind of, and it does remind me of like that old Nazi propaganda film, Triumph of, Triumph of the Will. Like the way it shot, how it's staged, like the whole stage and spectacle. It, it, it's just like something like straight out of like 1938. Oh. Well, Vic, I know you love Nazi propaganda movies. No, <laughs> no. Hey, hey, don't, don't, don't twist my words. <laughs> twist it, David. No, but, but yeah. Um, you didn't know? Victor loves the Kung Fury. <laughs> CK no okay but uh but yeah going clear it's a it's a really really chilling documentary definitely recommend checking it out one of the best documentaries of the year but is it Netflix and chilling documentary <laughs> probably really, not really you guys this is a serious film damn it no you're thinking more of Kung Fury for that <laughs> for really hey, hey I will listen, Netflix man. and chill <laughs> <laughs> you will not to this, believe I'm me. I'm just saying, I'm man, you want to bet. that should be a rating. Like, I'm sure dudes would appreciate it. Listen, hey, trademark, trademark, don't steal this. This is my idea. Can you bone to it? That's the rating. That's the rating. Can you or can you not bone to it? Victor. What? Can you bone to it? No. No, you cannot. No, no. I disagree, <laughs> sir. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the app is basically every movie ever. And the rating is yes. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot disagree with you anymore. Um, Uh, He'll see any movie ever. So anyway, yeah, Going Clear, directed by Alex Gibney. He did such other great documentaries like Taxi to the Dark Side, which is the 07 Oscar winner for Best Documentary Feature, uh, Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room, and The Armstrong Lie. So check it out, Going Clear, as soon as you can. Great documentary. Um, and no, you cannot bone to it. Um, the other... Oh, but can you go clear to it? <laughs> you, you, you guys are on some shit. Anyway, uh, the, the next movie, uh, the, the second movie that I, that I saw over the weekend, it's, a, it's one of the most critically acclaimed um, independent uh, films that, were, that was released earlier this year. It was a big hit at, at the Sundance Film Festival. And it's been sweeping a lot of critic circles. It's called Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. 
And uh, this this is this film was all right, and it's it's a it's a film which is a is an independent feature. It's about uh, it's based on a novel. It's about this kid named Greg who's a uh, who's like this uh, budding filmmaker, and he's basically forced by his parents. Sorry, no. all again with the all of us is all beer again. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's uh, it's about this kid named Greg who is basically forced by his parents to befriend this girl named Rachel who is diagnosed with leukemia. And uh, and at first, you know, n neither of them want to be around each other, but they establish a rapport and they start to build a friendship. And then, you know, uh, Greg, along with his friend Earl, they they make like these little parodies of like art house movies together. And they decide to you know get together and make a movie for Rachel, you know, who's dying. And uh, the film, the film, you know, its heart is in the right place. You know, it's it's kind of quirky, it's kind of twee. You know, it's um, <clears throat> it's kind of precious in a way. Um, the film was alright. I was engaged by it. You know, I, I was fairly entertained, but. I do, I do feel that the film was overpraised a lot mm. by critics. Um, I still, I, but I, and I do have a number of issues with it too. Like one is the fact that the main character, Greg, he's just such an insufferable tampon string of a character. I mean, wow, he, he's that's, like that's, 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 that's a new term. <laughs> yeah, he's, that's a, I like that description of him. Yeah, he, he's like this narcissistic, whiny, uh, emotionally inert, cynical, self-loathing twerp who. Basically, he has no idea of how much talent he he has and how much privilege he has. Mm. Like he's sitting around moping about, oh my life is my life sucks and nobody likes me and I'm ugly and this and that. It's like shut the fuck up, guy. I mean, you you've got you got so much talent, man. You you make you make parodies of art house films from the Criterion Collection. You have a <laughs> you, you you have an eye for detail. I mean, and plus, and your parents are and, and and your parents seem to be pretty loving but weird, but they have your back. So what the fuck are you complaining about, you douche? And and you live and you live in you live in suburban Pennsylvania. So what the fuck are you complaining? about I mean, what, what makes your life so damn hard and and because of how unlikable he is it's like okay maybe part of it maybe maybe part of it is because of his his douchiness is maybe a defense mechanism you know because he can't deal with the fact that you know this girl rachel is dying and maybe he's just trying to you know use that as a shield but but even even then it's kind of hard to tell because he's so emotionally deadpan throughout the throughout most of the movie that you kind of have to project feelings onto him throughout the movie so that was one issue i had and another issue i had was the depiction of uh, the character earl now Earl is, you know, he's the he's like the supporting character. He's he's Greg's best friend. Although Greg refers to him as a coworker more so than a friend because they make films together. <laughs> now, the racial dynamics of this movie is kind of is kind of iffy because Earl's black, but yet he lives in the poor and dangerous part of Pittsburgh. You know, because you know, because he's black, he talks in broken English, and is he has an older brother who's overly aggressive who, who walks around with a pit bull because hey, that's what people in the hood do, according to this movie. And um, and he's constantly asking about Rachel's titty. You're not wrong. <laughs> so I'm saying, I'm like, I, you just I described seen, probably I've at least seen about multiple fifteen people that I know. in the hood, man. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, true. Me too. I mean, <laughs> not gonna lie, but that's what I'm saying. I haven't seen any of those ever. Yeah, I'm and, saying it's a stereotype. It is. But it's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. But but all and, better than myself. And, 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 and Earl, you know, he kind of speaks in broken English. He looks high half the time. And he's constantly asking about whether or not Greg has handled Rachel's titties. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. You, you, you seen them titties yet? Hey, man. Have you, have you sucked on them titties yet? Hey, man. You played with them titties yet? It's like, dude, what the mm. fuck, man? Do, do you have anything on your mind besides titties? 
And it's like, titties are awesome. I like Earl. And the fact is, like, you don't get a true sense of what this Earl guy is as a character. It's like, yeah, he hangs around with with Greg, but you don't get a sense of like what he thinks about these. What what does he think about these Criterion films that that he watches all the time? What does he think about you know the 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 films that they make? You don't get a sense of him as a character. Like he's just there to prop up the main character Greg Mm -hmm. to help him on his uh, self-loathing white privilege journey. I think I can help here. Do the Criterion films have titties? Some of them do. Then he probably likes yeah. those. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so anyway, yeah, right. So there's that. And, and plus, you know, uh, as, as per the, uh, the common stereotype, because this, despite Earl being like this walking stereotype, he, he happens to be one of the most, he happens to be the most perceptive character in the film who actually digs deep into what Greg's true nature is and basically reveals him, you know, what his, what his issues are and how he can solve them. Hashtag magical Negro uh, wisdom. <laughs> so... So there's that, and then you have the character of Rachel, who's the dying girl in the in the title. You know, she she's a really, I mean, she's an interesting character. She's played by uh, Olivia Cook, who's delivered a pretty good performance. But yet, you know, you know, despite her situation, you know, you think that she's the one who needs all the support, all the love, all the motivation to keep going. But no, you don't know much about her until the very end, and then she's just there to prop up Greg's, you know, you know, you craziness? know cra- craziness <laughs> and uh, you know, malarkey, whatever. That's a good one. But but and it's like it's like no, she's the one with the real problem. Greg has no problems, so why are we following Greg all this time? Because he's a jerk, he's a douche. But you know, but despite all those issues, you know, like I said, the films are right. It's kind of like I said, it's twee. You know, it's kind of, you know, it's it's not total treacle, but you know, it's a film that I'd recommend checking out if you're the least bit curious about it. But like I said, it's a, it's an enjoyable film, but you know, I think it's an overpraised critics darling, mm-hmm. and I think that. Uh, I think I think what was suckered in critics is like all the references to the Criterion Collection, which you know. Oh, was, so this was on the Criterion Collection. No, no, it's not on the Criterion oh, Collection. Oh, okay. But, oof, oof, but they've but nervous. they've they've referenced several films that are featured in the collection. Uh, all of most of which I've seen, by the way, uh, of all the of films course. that they referenced. Yeah, but yeah. but it's like, well, come on, it's gonna take a lot more than that. It's like at this point, you're just pandering to people like me. <laughs> so you know, I see through that, and you know, you don't have much of a story here. So. You know, despite that, the, like I said, the films are right. Despite its issues, I say check it out if you're the least bit curious. But you know, me, Earl, and a dying girl, like I said, doesn't not worthy of all the praise in my opinion, but not bad either. I like the hot take, Vic. I will not be seeing that. Hot take, police, yeah. up in this place. <laughs> yeah. Also, the grammar in the title of this movie bothers me. Should be me, comma Earl, and the dying girl. I agree. Hollywood. Yeah. Get your shit together. Yeah, I agree. Good, good, good call on that, mate. Good call. Of course. But uh, yeah. Um, Oh, uh, speaking of the Criterion Collection, one thing, I did manage to buy, pick up a few Criterions uh, since uh, the Barnes & Noble sale started last week. Sweet. Um, all throughout the rest of November, for those who are in the know, or not in the know, for all the film buffs out there, listen, Barnes & Noble, Criterion Collection sale, 50% off all Criterion Blu-rays and DVDs. What? Get it? All, all, the, all, the film, all the film cinematic goodness, that's, that's just mouth-watering, ball till you fall, Fucking get it. Yeah. We need to fan you down, man. I don't know. That deal doesn't sound as sweet as that hot national grid rifle <laughs> <Yeah>. deal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Criterion Collection. I did manage to pick up a few uh, uh, last week. I am going to go back for more next week. Uh, I did pick up... I finally picked up uh, one of the... Uh, one of my favorite, all-time favorite films, uh, Mulholland Drive, directed by David Lynch. I forgot to bring a copy with me. I'll bring it next week. But uh, that's a film which I highly recommend if you're a fan of David Lynch's work. That, to me, that's his best film. It stars Naomi Watts and um, 
oh, I forget her name, but uh, the other the other actress. But um, if you are a fan of nudity, if you will, or the titties, if you will, then I recommend it. I mean, you and Carl would definitely like it, Aris and Maurice. Mm. You guys would like it too. Um, All right. But it's it's a it's a great film. Um, one of the best I've I've seen. One of my, my favorite film of two thousand one, by the way. And um, yeah, that's one of the films I just picked up. I also picked up uh, Brian De Palma's classic film, uh, Dress to Kill, starring Michael Caine. Um, a great erotic thriller, uh, very good film. Um, you should check that out as well. And I picked up a couple other ones that you guys probably never heard of. So, yeah, Criterion Collection sale. Get on it if you if you got the dough, or even if you don't, put it on credit, like I did. <laughs> <laughs> good choices. All right, so not not the best lineup we've heard from you. Not the best yeah. from the three. No? You usually have like one that really jumps out to you. That you're like, you have to get this, you have to see it. I mean well, I mean that was your favorite Mulholland Drive, so I yeah. can see that, but like I mean newer you know, kinda of say like newer ones, but that criterion sale, that's the big that's a big week. It's a big week. How long does that go for? <laughs> um till the end of November. Nice. Nice. Write that down, everyone. I right. won't be going. Right. I don't even know that what is criterion. What is criterion? I'll explain. Okay. Uh, the Criterion Collection, it's, a, it's, a, it's this company, uh, they which started out in 1984, and what they do is they collect um, all these classic uh, international and American films from past and present, mm -hmm. and what they do is they actually take old films, even obscure ones, and they actually restore them, uh, uh. and they actually release them with a bunch of like really insightful extras mm -hmm. as well, like documentary features about the making of the film, like the cultural impact and all gotcha. this. Gotcha. It's really, really ah, that's good That's pretty stuff. cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. And then while you're there, you get the Shattered Empire. We'll actually save that for next week, because so I'll be reading it myself. Yep. So we can we can discuss that. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go get some Criterion stuff, Carl Bird? You're going to go watch Star Wars? Literally Star Wars? Hey, somebody's supposed to let me borrow the DVD so I can watch them. I'll let you borrow the blue. i I'll bring it next week. Next week. You said that last week. What an amazing <laughs> episode would that be? Like, hey, you've never watched Star Wars before. What do you think of it? Called Bird? <laughs> I watched Star Wars. I just, it was a very long time ago when I was younger and I just. All right, what have you done this past week that has not involved Star Wars? <laughs> okay, that's, a better question. that's pretty much everything I did this weekend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, uh, start off, it was actually my girl's birthday, so yeah. I was busy with that one. So um, happy birthday to her. Um, I'm busy, Carl. What? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, just playing, just playing. As you know, some of you wrestling buffs out there know that Survivor Series is coming up this Sunday, this Sunday, November twenty second, which marks the twenty fifth anniversary of the man, the myth, the legend himself, the Undertaker. And I, it's just pretty much been just. I mean, Undertaker Week started last night, but I already got a good head started. They um start they what they showed um on the WWE Network. They showed uh, a good episode of Legends with JBL, and his panel had Stone Cold, HBK, and Triple H. I gotta watch that, yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, two-part series. I ended up watching both of them. Um, great insights about every about like every detail they can you know drag up with um, about the Undertaker. How Stone Cold mentioned one thing. He said, "Hey, um, who do you think is gonna last up longer between us two? Sure enough. You know, Undertaker did. Um, they talked about their classic uh, WrestleMania battles, um, how he was just able to, um, like, re reinvent himself and 
one interesting thing is that when he came out, when he came, first came out back in 1990, he didn't even, he wasn't expect to last long. Mm. And here we are. He was an, celebrating. Un, an undead mortician. Yeah. Weird character. Yeah. But has evolved in this so, right. in this so many different characters, but yet still kept the essence of mm. the original character. So, you know, I've been watching that. Um, another documentary, Undertaker, 25 Phenomenal Years, which was like a small half-hour summary of his career. Um, I watched, uh, and I actually thought of you, Aris, so I watched a documentary on the Macho Man. Nice. Finally. So, <laughs> yeah, Macho Man. I mean, I wish they could have done it while he was still alive and got his input on everything, but it was everybody... It's okay. The Macho Man died for our sins. (laughs) He saved us all from the apocalypse, Carl. The opening segment was a Jeep tire. Then it crashes. Damn. (laughs) Yeesh. I know his brother had like a piece of it. Oh, his brother was like pretty much through almost. That's slander. (laughs) A Jeep alone couldn't take out the Macho Man, Carl. It's been well documented. Yeah, he had a heart attack. Exactly. 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 The heart attack alone that Carl alone couldn't take out Macho Man Randy Savage. But they did That's say the truth, Carl. But they did say that um Macho Man refused to like seek help. His mother was sick at the time, so like she was he was more worried about his mother, his mother's health than his own health. Mm-hmm. And so Hogan Hulk Hogan, who actually went to that same doctor, he's told him like if he would have got a certain checkup, I forgot what it was, I would have been able to save him. The doctor or Hulk Hogan? Yeah, right. (laughs) Hogan said that the doctor said that. Of course. Well, you know what? Hulk Hogan says a lot of things. You guys should all know. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Yeah, so that was that. So, Aris, I actually urge you to check that out. What's the name of it again? Macho Man, Randy Savage, the... I think it was like the tale of madness. Some, some with madness in it. I'll get it for you in a few minutes. But okay, sure. Um, I've been uh, keeping up on The Walking Dead, but nobody else watched it here, so I'll just let y'all catch up to it. You can tell us your thoughts, Carl. That's okay. I mean, There's no spoilers, man. It was it was basically a another filler episode. Oh great! Featuring mm-hmm. Dow, featuring Dow, Sasha, and Abraham while they're out trying to like drive the herd of walkers out. They kind of go into there. Is it like the Yearly, Daryl alone in the wilderness. Look at how cool Daryl is. You love him. You love him. Suspense, suspense. You think he might die, but no, Daryl, super cool episode. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But it also episode features... I've seen like four or five times already. Got yeah. It. But it also features Sasha and Abraham. Oh, the two characters that are literally the worst in the show. Cool. <laughs> if those two got eaten by zombies right now. Everyone would be just fine. Yeah, pretty much, but um, <laughs> no one would freak out. There would um, be no yeah. Glenn outrage for those two. <laughs> How many people would stop watching the show if something were to happen to him? To Daryl? Yeah. I'd be fucking done. Everybody would be done. Would you be done? I'll still watch it, but it's like You won't be happy about it. No, I would. It's like damn <laughs> like there's no Daryl. Nope. Yeah, I I tap out. Yeah. Yeah, if Daryl dies, like AMC has to be well aware. <laughs> yeah. That if Daryl dies, like everyone's done. Like Rick has to go like Super Saiyan or something. <laughs> nah. It won't happen, happen, but I'm just saying they have to do something to that. He has plot armor now. 
He's like, yeah, something. Um, yeah, I started reading. I started reading. Reading. Um, damn, I can't talk. I started reading Saga Volume Three. Nice. So it's starting to pick, it's starting to pick up for me. Um, I still got a lot more to read, and um, one in-house moment we watched the movie uh, Trainwreck oh, with nice. Amy Schumer, John Cena. <laughs> that scene was hilarious. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but <laughs> the I Amy Schumer John Cena sexy was actually more like hilarious. Granted, it's unfortunate I've seen like. John Cena naked. I was just like, damn, I did not need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but like one, but like one scene where it's like he's having sex with Amy Schumer, and when he finally comes, he yells out "Triple Fudge Ice Cream" or something like that. You didn't is, need to tell us that, Carl. Yeah, but it was just a funny moment. It, it was a funny moment for us when we watched it. Doesn't it doesn't sound funny when you just describe it. <laughs> well, well, when you watch it, you, you laugh. In his defense, he's talking about John Cena, so it wouldn't sound that funny to be That's with. probably true. <laughs> Good point. Literally the worst human being alive. <laughs> I agree. So, um, that and, um, yeah, that's pretty much been it. I've been somewhat busy. This weekend. Nice, but that's pretty good. Saga Volume 3. How many volumes? Do they say how many volumes are going to that? I think they're up to five now. Yep. Yeah, okay. up to five right now, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Have you... Have you caught up? You, no, you I haven't read anything. Did you read anything else? Well. You've just been sitting in that chair for a week waiting for the next episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have an anime minute with Ayers. <laughs> I haven't watched any anime either. It was that one. I traffic. Have, I have yeah, actually... traffic hour. Ugh. I hate traffic so much. Yeah, that was terrible. That was the worst. We sat in traffic for an hour before the show. A whole entire... An hour and a half, probably. Actually, it was more like an hour and a half. There was a bank robbery. <laughs> there was so definitely a security Brinks truck going down. There was a Brinks truck. There was, but unfortunately, there were no coins all over the ground. <laughs> I would have pulled over and started scooping if there was. There would be pandemonium. Yeah. Uh, no, man, I've just been watching a... Just a crap ton of football. Like that that's what I've been up to. Uh, really. I've been any football in particular. Uh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> there we go. Oh jeez. Where the fuck is that from? Before we go into that. Uh, that's from the Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast. <laughs> okay. It is. It certainly is. And then he has a Thursday afternoon before Friday afternoon lunch <laughs> podcast. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I have no new anime worth reporting mm-hmm. on right now. Mm-hmm. I will get back to some hot anime recommendations later on. <laughs> okay. But there was a thriller yeah. over the weekend. Mm-hmm. In my humble opinion... It's it was the best football game of the 2015 NFL season so far. Of course, I'm talking about the Texans' defeat of the Bengals on Monday night. Ten to six barn burner. Oh, they killed it. That was actually the only football I watched all week. Well, that's too bad, Carl. Uh, No, I'm actually talking about the thrilling, thrilling. 27 to 26, New England Patriots defeat of the New York Football Giants. Giants. Yep. The, the hated right. New York Football Giants. Hey, we did you a favor, Carl Burns. We You're welcome. And, I'm, I, and I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually do. It hurt me to, I'm like, I hate this team so much. 
I hate this team so much. Uh, the Redskins are winning that division. But I need, we needed that to win. Kirk Cousins. Kirk I hope Cousins. so. I don't think I could take. I don't think I could take another Patriots Giants Super Bowl. No. I was legit stressed out yep. during this game. Mm-hmm. The entire game, I was mm-hmm. stressed out. Mm-hmm. Stressed out, like mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe. If that was a Super Bowl, I may not have survived it. I'm just saying. I may not have survived that, that game. The one thing I'll say, I will say victory, and you'll understand this. So, most of the Patriots regular season victories, they win by a sizable margin. So, it's kind of like, yeah. We are used to comfortable victories. Things happen here or there, yada, yada, yada. That entire game, not one second of it. Not one second. Maybe the first There touchdown. was one second. The, the first touchdown. Right. And then immediately after that, Odell Beckham got an 80-yard touchdown. <laughs> and then from then on, it was just stress the entire way through. Right. That never let up. It was... I could barely even watch the Celtics afterwards. It was one glorious drive that the amazing, beautiful human being that is Thomas oh, no. Brady... I swear to God, God, you ride his dick more than Giselle does. <laughs> took the Patriots offense and marched down the field. He actually it took game. like half the quarter, like off the clock, mm. and then we... Punched it in on a sweet, well, like sweet long. Scott Chandler touchdown. Who then did? What? He did a Scott Hall touchdown <laughs> celebration. It was awesome. It was awesome. He Razor was Ramon. He Tom did Brady. the Razor Ramon. Say Brady. hello to the bad guy. Yeah, it was awesome. It was pretty good. Wow. I appreciate like, that. Like, go Scott Chandler. I yep. love Razor Ramon. And then he picked up Gronk and did the Razor's Edge. <laughs> and we were just like, the route is on. <laughs> this is happening. The Giants' defense is terrible. And then one play later, Eli Manning <laughs> hits Odell Beckham Jr. Devin McCourty plows into Malcolm Butler. Uh-huh. Because he took a terrible angle, Victor. It was terrible safety play. Mm-hmm. Devin McCourty's one of the best safeties in the NFL. Okay. It's a freak fluke play yep. where Devin McCourty takes a terrible angle, mm-hmm. plows into his own guy, right. and Odell Buckham takes it to the house, 87 yards for a touchdown. The longest play allowed in the 16-year Bill Belichick New England Patriots coaching era. Hmm. Longest play. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's how Giants Patriots games go. And from then on, all of our hearts were in our throats. The entire game was back and forth. Back and I did forth, ask Harris forth, if his iWatch watches his heart rate because <laughs> I was really interested to see oh how that God, would go. Oh my God, that would not have been pretty. That so, would have been hilarious. At halftime, mm-hmm. uh, my father came over. Soon thereafter, uh, my sister and my cousins came over. None of them are football fans. They don't watch football. And it was the worst. Like, I cannot watch football, stressful football. With, like, if we were playing the Texans and we were blowing them out, I'd be okay. It wouldn't be a problem. But I'm watching stressful, close, one-point game football with people who do not understand the game, don't watch football, Good. and are just looking at me like, what is wrong with this dude? Good for them, yeah. Why are you red right now? And I'm like, because I hate the Giants! That's why! Dad! Shut up! Dad! Football nerds. My so wife. sad. Like, my daughter is the only one who could get close to me. So I'm, like, sitting here boiling, and my daughter comes over, and I'm like, oh, hey, baby, I love you, I love you. And my wife comes over, she's like, are you going to be okay? I'm like, you get away from me! <laughs> Don't touch me! 
Eli Manning is beating us right now. <laughs> and then, at the end of the game, the majestic Thomas Brady marches the Patriots with less than two minutes on the clock down the field for the machine. Steven Guskowski. The best kicker in Did the Did you really NFL. have to think about his name for a sec? No. I, it was a dramatic pause, Carl. Calm down. I'm just saying. It looked like you had to think about his name. It was a pregnant pause for dramatic purposes. It looked like you had a serious break. He's my fantasy kicker, Carl. I know who Steven Guskowski is. Well, that's like 10 saying, points. Like had uh, a... As long as you didn't say I'm going to tell you we're okay. 11 points. Nice. <laughs> I'm saying that one kick was probably like five. Oh, that kick, that kick should have been like 20 points yeah. on, on its own. That's pretty sweet. But anyway, so Tom Brady marches down. He hits the war daddy, Danny Amendola, to set up a 54-yard field goal for pregnant pause for dramatic <laughs> purposes. <laughs> Steven Guskowski mm-hmm. hits a 54-yard game-winning field goal, and all of New England can breathe easy. And get free a, coffee. It was a feeling of elation. And get free coffee. coffee. Free coffee. Free coffee. Woo! Free coffee. Free coffee for everyone. Oh, what Did a game. See? I live tweeted the game, Vic. Did you read it? <laughs> I read a few of your yeah. tweets. <laughs> Wait, you did you? I, I, I've not been privy to this. Like... Did this? Did, did the feeling of what was happening during the game actually come out in this in his twi- Twitter feed? It did. Yeah, I'm gonna go look at a couple of them while we're here. Because yeah. that's pretty. That's pretty fantastic. I've had, a, I, I've had a Twitter, but I've never really used it. It's existed. I couldn't. I couldn't even look at Twitter. I couldn't even do it because once we lost, like. We lost Julian Edelman in this game. You don't understand what that means, Vic. I don't. It's like you losing your collection of Criterion movies. It's don't, like that. Don't it's say like that. that. It's don't, like that, Vic. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> How dare you, sir. It's like your Criterion collection breaking a bone in its foot. Like that. And being out six to eight weeks. That's horrible, man. It's like that, Vic. You won't be able to watch him for six to eight weeks. That is, that's horrible, man. After that... Man, that game was a freaking rock fight is what so, it was. My very first tweet, okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I admit my own mistakes. I said, I thought Scott Chandler was going to get 30 touchdowns this year, but I'll take two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Thanks for reminding me about that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. before the fantasy season starts, before week one, Maurice convinces me that Scott Chandler is going to score 60 touchdowns this year. <laughs> He's like, dude, they can't cover both him and Gronk. To be fair, he Scott was Chandler's like eight foot tall. To be fair, he was on pace for sixteen touchdowns. He's like eight feet tall. Mm. He's gonna score for as many touchdowns as there are touchdowns to be scored, mm. basically. So I'm like, all right, Maurice, you know what I'm gonna do? I trust you. This is I your, believe this is you. your fault, not mine. I believe Calvert, you. Don't listen to him, Maurice. I'm gonna go ahead and drop Tyler Eifert. I'm gonna sleeper tight end pick who I got at the very end of the draft, and I'm like, he's talented, man. Tyler Eifert, he's talented. He's showing talent. He's coming off injury, but I believe in you, Tyler Eifert. Mm. Maurice convinced me that Tyler Eifert is a bum, and he's on the Bengals, and he's got Andy Dalton throwing to him. That's not true. All of those things would have been correct. That's not true. In week nine. That's not true. Mm. That's not true. I did not convince you to drop. That's not true. I didn't convince you to drop. I dropped Scott Chandler. I mean, I picked up Scott Chandler, dropped Tyler Eifert. And Tyler Eifert proceeds to have a two-touchdown game week one. And a freaking bum in our league picks him up and has to let him go sets. That's, that's your fault. 
I convinced you to keep Scott Chandler. Actually, fun fact. I did not convince you to drop fun Tyler fact, Eifert. Tyler Eifert's been awesome all the way until this until week. Last night. When I faced him. <laughs> You're welcome. I got my revenge. It's called the long con. I think. It's called the long con. It's like that girl that I convinced <laughs> to drop D'Angelo Williams yes. so I could pick him up when I was on the top of the waiver wire. The long con. The long con. <laughs> Tell us about this Twitter feed right, where so you admit that you bamboozled me. I was, that, was was that was the first one I said. And then after Ed only got hurt, I said hashtag Danny time because that's Danny Amendola. Mm-hmm. Warhammer, who do you make that awesome play? War Daddy. Dan. War Daddy? Yeah. Sure. Warhammer <laughs> works too. No, they call him War Daddy. See, one thing I did say, I said uh, Logan Ryan. Matthew Slater said they call him the yeah, War yeah, Daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said Logan Ryan should be on Beckham with help over the middle. That was bad. That was not good. You're that a big fan good. idiot. I'm glad you I was really coach. mad. I was really mad after that touchdown. I was not thinking clearly. Uh, and then I said, I'll always love you for Super Bowl 49, Shane Vereen. And then I said, JK, I hate you. <laughs> uh, you That's a quality tweet. Yeah, uh, that was two. That was two of them. And then when I saw stupid JPP, I said, stupid club hand thing. Uh, uh, what else did I get here? There was one NFL player that I would call upon to get my cookies out of the oven. JPP. <laughs> 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 and then when Gronk cut that offensive pass interference, I said, uh, penalty being too strong on the offense, because he's just so much stronger than everyone. True. And then I said, you know, like, was that guy Orleans Norrell or something? I said, that's a made-up name, Orleans, because that's a fake name. Orleans is not a real name. <laughs> uh, it is in my community. <laughs> and Maurice, you're still I've, a trainer. I've never met an Orleans, Carl Bird. That's a made-up name. Bird. You introduced me to Orleans, and I'll believe you. There's a lot of them. I didn't realize how much I actually tweeted. I didn't realize how much I actually tweeted. Maurice, you're a trainer. This is my cousin. <laughs> oh, poor John. <laughs> what the hell happened to him? That's fantastic. Uh, I think that was... That was was after... he drunk? No, no, no. He, he was, was watching the game, we drank, That's this, what This happened. is after the holding call that called back the touchdown. So, obviously, this is God, a... that is like... This well, is not that's like open season for Photoshop, like this is a, a not a visual medium, clearly. So um to describe what's going on, uh John became an ostrich after that <laughs> play got called back and he buried his head in his own couch. Uh, <laughs> the live tweeting was a lot of fun. Butt talks full in the air. I understand the feeling, John. Now I know why Victor live tweets Walking Dead, because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. Did you live tweet this past weekend? Uh, just one tweet. Oh, f- did you, does anybody respond? Uh, rarely. I actually gained a few followers from my tweeting. And then I live tweeted the Celtics game. That Shane Vereen tweet the, is a quality tweet. So, I got power of the hashtag. I got six followers. Five. Celtics, 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 Patriots... Classic bullshit. I don't know. What, I, don't know <laughs> I don't know whose Twitter feed that is, but I got him. All I know is that game took a couple years off my life, but I got free coffee out of it. Yeah, that's the best part. Did you guys get your free coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. Oh, coffee is of the devil. Wow. What? Damn. It's an argument I get into every day. Coffee is just nasty. Well, oh, you know what else is nasty? Nara seeing Star Wars. Your face is nasty. Yeah, good one. <laughs> good one. <laughs> nice. Called it. I know plenty of people that would disagree. <laughs> yeah, man. I like I'm like dead in the morning. Dang. I don't know any of them. I didn't drink any coffee. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. When I was in college, I didn't drink any coffee. I drank like Red Bull and stuff. Why? I don't know. Because I'm dumb. I should just drink it back then. I, I didn't start probably. drinking it till I was working full time. Really <laughs> weird. When I really needed it in college. Why do you hate coffee so much, Calvert? It's just nasty. Well, what is that? Like the taste? Taste? Smell? What? Combination. The, the combination is just like, the ingredients? Worst, I do not like coffee. <laughs> okay. 
Other movies. Awful. The, way, the way it was made. No, Wait. it's just awful. And I grew and I grew up like down the street from a coffee brewing factory. Oh. And I hated the smell of like. I go, I go, okay, so now okay, you just left that part out. It's like you but were regardless, very, you like it was just, <laughs> Regardless, it's just gross. Like <laughs> just not just it's just awful. <laughs> Oh goodness! Coffee is up it's like, and down. Why do you hate guns? They look dumb. They scare me. You know, they're really they're. Uh, they only kill my parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> a robber killed my parents with a gun. Okay, this is okay. That makes more sense now. I probably hate it too. What? I wish I woke up, or I mean, grew up across that, so I wouldn't drink coffee now and spend literally twenty five dollars at Dunkin' Donuts in one week. Yeah, I did the math. It's that is bad. horrible. That is really horrible. That includes sandwiches, though. To be fair, true. I really like sandwiches too. <laughs> that I can do. <laughs> sandwiches are sandwiches. Delicious. Victor, how do you not drink coffee? Yeah, simple, you know. I've never <coughs> never been enamored with the taste of it. Uh-huh. Although I do like coffee ice cream. Oh. I like That's it. weird. I hate coffee ice <laughs> Me cream. Me too. I hate it so much. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Huh. Alright, so did you grow up down the street from a coffee factory? <laughs> no, I did not. I did grow up with numerous Dunkin' Donuts in my neighborhood, though. Like, literally on every other street. Yeah. Yeah. That's all of Rhode Island. Yeah, here's the yeah. problem, too. The Dunkin' that's near us is really, really good. Yeah, so like sometimes, it's, it's the best Dunkin' in the state. Like, there are du- like there are Dunkin's where I just will not go to because they're so poor at doing their job. Dunkin' so, donating. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I wish this one was bad so I'd stop going. Like, there's one that's five minutes from work, like, off the highway. And they're literally the most busy ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. It doesn't matter what time of day you go in there, 8 a.m., noon, 1 p.m., 4 p.m., there's a million people, and I don't know why. I feel like that exit on Route 4 is like the convergence of the universe, mm-hmm. and people coming off of like highways and byways, even though it's literally a two-lane highway, all converge in that Dunkin' Donuts, and I don't know why. I will hate that Dunkin' Donuts. I do. Never go back. I they do a terrible job. Never go there for the coffee you're not going to get. <laughs> do they culottes? Culottes are cool. There you go. Those are delicious. But I will they're say, I'll great. tell you one thing that's, that is great and mm. awesome. Mm. The simple fact that there may be a Fast and the Furious cinematic universe. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> yes. That is wank. Wank. Nope. Wank alert. Wank alert, goddammit. Let me tell you something right now, man. Of all the of all the of all the franchises out there, why the fuck do are we gonna get a whole? Not, not only are we getting get three more Fast and Furious movies, we're getting a whole cinematic universe. So we're getting a spinoff movies. Yeah, Apparently, completely, that's completely amazing. Can I get a high five for that? Woo! There it is. How's it going? No, yeah, go. me and I get good high five. So I was here today, and I'll, don't worry, Vic. I'll let you, I'll let you finish. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. I was here today. They're also doing like, like like Star Wars. Like they're doing their cinematic universe. Like there's gonna be a movie every. You know what? You do yours first, and I'll do mine. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> just give me more Fast and Furious movies. I'll watch them. They're fine. It was actually in the talks when Ludacris and Tyrese posted a picture on Instagram. So man. what? What's the spinoff? Possibly a Ted. Um, what's Tyrese's character's name? I thought that Roman was. Pe- a Ted Roman Pierce spinoff. Who's Tedge again? Tedge is ludicrous. Oh, and the okay. Rocks, and the Rock's character. Well, I have no interest no, the in the Rock's character. Yeah, <laughs> Luke Hobbs, the Rock's character, is going to get his own. Okay, I'd watch that. Yeah, Ludacris and Tyrese will get their own, which will probably be more, like, comical. Yeah. Because them two were more, like, the comic relief. I don't know, man. That just reminds me too much of Too Fast, Too Furious, and that was the worst one. 
Tokyo mm-hmm. Drift, I would say, is the worst. No, Tokyo Drift is better than Too Fast, Too Furious. You think so? Mm-hmm. It is. Absolutely. I well, wish at least it won't going. be... It probably, it probably won't be directed by John Singleton. Mm. I hope they call the last one 10 Fast, 10 Furious. <laughs> 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 Just to tie it all together. I love the Fast Furious movies. Can't really go yeah. wrong. I just feel like they should do one every week, every year, Vic. Mm. Back me up on this. You don't I mean, want one anymore ever again. I don't. I mean, Furious 7 summed up everything that needed to be said about that goddamn franchise, man. Articulate this to me. What exactly is the justification of having an entire cinematic universe of these goddamn movies where cars fly in the fucking air I'll through skyscrapers? You, I'll give you one guess. You literally just <laughs> said it! <laughs> and... We love action! And Universal really loves money. <laughs> and the last movie made one and billion dollars with a B. Universal loves money. And we'll give it to them. Right. <laughs> Wait, movie tickets are twenty dollars? Okay. You guys are some goddamn suckers. Why don't you go out and support some real cinema? All right. Like Force Awakens. Yes. Support the Force Awakens. I was reading an article today that Disney is going to release a Star Wars movie every year, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I feel about that because I love Star Wars, but it's a little overkill. I, I agree with that. I mean, it's like that's diluting the formula because I think yeah. that every every year they're gonna release like the mainline yep. film seven eight nine. Then they're gonna release the anthology films in between. Yeah, but it's a little much. Yeah, that is. I agree. I'd watch a Fast and Furious cinematic universe before I watch a Star Wars cinematic universe. <laughs> there, I said it. I said it. I, I, I said it. <laughs> I just want to see the main movies. I don't really care about Rogue One. I don't care about Han Solo's prequel stuff. Just give me the main main stories. But then, like, mm-hmm. I was reading an article and this was literally you like a big ass box. With a figure and a whole bunch of books and papers. What? You will, like, you will oh, support Star Wars. Yes, Star of course. Wars. I mean, I'll still be there. Oh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> but I was in the article, this is an actual sentence. They said, if you were alive for the release of the first Star Wars, you would probably not live to see the end of it. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Uh, Dave. Dave. That's what I thought Because we talked to him and he was like, I was a baby when the first Star Wars came out. That's the first thing I was like, Dave, no, you're like you're only in your forties, even his forties? I don't know. He's in his like thirties. Early forties. How do you know mm-hmm. this man's sensitive about his age? You want to put it on the podcast? Oh, we call him old all the time. Yeah, yeah, oh, we totally on. do. Yeah. We t- you guys are horrible. Hey, terrible. old Dave. <laughs> old man Dave. That's really his nickname is old man Dave. Like, Dave, I know you're so old and you can't remember things because you're old. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ugh. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I mean, I mean Star Wars, I mean, because it's, it's, it, it, I mean, the universe is just so big. I mean, it yeah. justifies the cinematic universe. But Furious 8, I mean, how many movies can you stretch with that with that same premise? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Plus four. Plus four. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you can make eight Rockies about a boxer... You can make you <laughs> can make I, mean, I, mean, I really want to see Creed. I do. Oh yeah, that looks really good. Yeah, Creed does look interesting. And that's like I mean, a spin-off, right? How many Rockies are there? In? Seven? There six. Six. There's four, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there are five. We don't count Rocky five. There's one, two, three, four Balboa. Okay, but yeah, he's right. Five, officially, Tommy, Tommy officially, yeah. in, Dick. in the yeah. box office, there are six Rockies, about to be a seventh. And there would have been more in between there if Sylvester Stallone could get his stuff together. But if you could do seven Rockies, you could do ten Fast and Furious. This is ensemble. I mean, but but it's like with the Fast and Furious, like how many environments do they have left? Do you have to take them to the mountains, to the jungle, Wait. to the to space? 
They have to take the space, literally. That's just like Jason X, the best fight in the 13th movie of the all. Fuck. I love oh that my movie. God. I love that movie so much. Oh my God, can you imagine Vin Diesel driving through a space station? Wow, I can see it now. To another space station? And to another space station? I would, Hell yeah! I would spend my hard-earned money to watch that. Can you imagine floating through the Death Star and just blowing it up? Sky high. In a Lamborghini. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, and fuck you. What's next? Vic, uh, you like depressing movies. Watch a Fast and Furious movie, man. It'll bring joy to your soul. Smile, damn it! Yeah, you see, okay, so you saw the seven Fast Furious. Have you seen any of the other ones? I've seen Fast Five and Four, and the first one. Go see two Fast Furious. <laughs> see them all. Just watch them Just all. Just watch them all. No, I, in a row. I, I, I have a lot of unwatched films in my collection, which are much better. Mm-hmm. My time is better spent with those and indulging in a Fast and Furious Listen, franchise. The they fit your cosmopolitan <laughs> taste. <laughs> <laughs> the classic love story of Dom and Letty. Classic. What? It, it cannot be denied, Vic. It's a cinematic classic relationship. Oh, you mean she when she has amnesia until the script says, oh, you don't anymore. There's nuance. Fick, his uh, love restored her memory. Exactly. The power Get of her. love is great. The power of love is great. Only in the movies. Come on, dude. And even that's hoagie. Come on. Vic, have you been in love? No, I've never been in love. Right there. there you go. You're no authority, have you sir. Ever had amnesia? The power of love, Vic. First of all, what does that have to do with anything, goddammit? Have you ever First, had- have you ever had an amnesia? Have I what? Have you ever had an amnesia? No, I never. And had how did you know? How did you know? You guys are you guys are just wankers. Have right? you ever driven a car through a skyscraper? No. And then another skyscraper. <laughs> no. And another skyscraper. <laughs> you what? Listen. It um, could happen. Listeners, email us at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com. There's got to be one of you who's a reasonable film fan. Back me up on this, man. We do not need you know another what? Fast and Furious movie. No, it's Back just me you. up, please. A reasonable film came out called Steve Jobs that was like getting all these like reviews and award stuff. And then and no one saw it. Because no one, saw it. one person did. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what is what is what is happening here, Vic? All these big all these I big want... blockbusters and you got your artsy fartsy movies. What's up? Listen, it's a bigger divide, I feel. Victor loves the farts. <laughs> listen, man. You may just call, should just call it that. Farts. No, listen. It's Victor's award show. <laughs> Let the man speak. I take umbrage at that, sir. But but listen, man. Look, look, listen. I my tastes are diverse. They're cosmopolitan. They're worldly. I I I love I love the mainstream films. I love big budget action films when they're done well. When there's a logical reason for them to exist, and I love art films, all right. But sometimes you gotta draw a line somewhere. There are some films that just don't need to exist anymore. Fast and Furious being one of them, like Transformers, that doesn't doesn't need to exist. You know? I should probably make another one of those. No. My taste in film are, are worldly. I enjoy films where in Abu Dhabi. Somebody flies a car through three skyscrapers. Oh God! All right. Got, That's very worldly. All right. You know. Very worldly. And one man can destroy it. <laughs> I want the Fast and Furious in space movie to be called Zero Fast, Zero Furious. Because it'll be in zero G. It's a play on words. It'll be awesome. Zero. That's a stupid title, Alex. Nope. Nope. It's awesome. It is a stupid title. Back me up on this, Maurice. What's up? I want 
the Fast and Furious in Space movie to be called Zero Fast, Zero Furious. Oh my god, that's a great idea! Yeah! <laughs> Zero Gravity, get it? That's you, awesome! You fucking mook! That's so awesome! Yeah! And it's like, there's a scene where he drives out of one space station, right, super fast. <laughs> you see all the glass explode? Yeah. Then everything slows down to right. space and he's in zero G. So then like, he, he enters the second space station? Then he's also super fast yeah. again? You're welcome, Universal. I can see it now. I can see it now. You're I would welcome. see that. Isn't Transformers getting a, a cinematic universe too? That's the thing, Vic. That's oh the wave God. of the future. Oh my God. Cinematic universe, oh my God. universes for everyone. <laughs> Listeners, if you want Zero Fast, Zero Furious, <laughs> let us know. Quotas <laughs> Prime Podcast at, at gmail.com. This is what hell feels like, people. <laughs> Have you been to hell? Do you want. Well, I live in Providence, so there's an answer. <laughs> You want a cinematic universe for... What do you want a cinematic universe for, Vic? If you say The Notebook, I'm smacking you. <laughs> I've never seen The Notebook, incidentally. Well, yeah, that's like that. depressing movies, bro. What do you with mean? With people I mean... with cancer. <laughs> or <laughs> other terminal illnesses. What do you mean? I mean, what do you mean like depressing <laughs> the movies? The Notebook is a happy movie. I mean... I mean, if you say okay, now if you say the fault of all stars, dude, I probably said it wrong. <laughs> I the fault in our stars? I've never seen that. Uh, I thought that's the movie you were talking it's about. It's a cancer first. movie, so I mean, I thought, I, was, I thought that's the movie he was talking about before, but then I realized it wasn't. Oh, me and Earl and Dying Girl. It's yes. actually similar. Okay. Oh, there you go. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't my wife enjoyed the fault in our stars. Yeah. Mm. Well, she's a girl, so that kind of. No, I didn't watch it. So. <laughs> my clients love that movie. <laughs> Good. Right. So, yeah. Vic, if you could choose the cinematic universe. What would mm-hmm. it be? Uh, like a made-up one that's not ex- in existence yet? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no currently no. existing films. Currently existing ones? Like, hmm. hmm. I mean, just should any... Keep in mind that there already is a Star Wars cinematic universe. Yeah. So pick something that doesn't currently have one. Okay. Um, hmm. Something that, something that needs a cinematic... Un- or should have a cinematic universe. Uh, well, let's see. Obviously Marvel. Obviously DC. Um... Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking juice in the bed. <laughs> I'd watch also, that cinematic. Also, the best part. Dog twenty years later. <laughs> uh, I would, I would say maybe. Uh, I, I would like to see uh, an image, image comics cinematic universe. How about that? See Saga on the screen. Maybe bring back Spawn. I would actually rather see, and I had this conversation with Aris. Yeah. I would actually rather see Saga, an animated series. Mm-hmm. On it, but a Netflix exclusive. That yeah, would be cool. Dope. Oh my god, Jessica Jones uh, is coming out pretty soon. It just reminded me. Friday. But I oh yeah, it. I'm on episode 12 of Daredevil. Nice. I need to finish it. Old man Dave spoiled it for you. He totally did. What a d bag. <laughs> what a old, did you like the wrinkly d bag. <laughs> I agree. That's a good idea for us. <laughs> but the best part about this, right? We're right back. We're right back. I can't. That uh, spoiler. The best part about Furious 8, or whatever they're calling it, is the director from Straight Outta Compton is going to be the director. F. Gary Gray. Oh, there you go. Yes. There you go. You'll love it. It is going to be in New York. He said it's going to be more about characters as opposed to super action. Universal said we took it so high we have to reel it back a little bit. Yeah, there's no going back. Why is he ruin? Why is he trying to ruin it? I think, <laughs> I, think wait, 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 wait. I think he's just trying to change the tone. Wait, wait, wait. I just, it's, it's going to take place in New York. Is it? Yeah, okay. it's gonna be a car going through the New World Trade Center. It's possible. Mm-hmm. I don't, know, I don't know if you want things crashing through there, man. That's probably not a good idea. And there's nowhere for it to crash idea. too. There's in the. Oh, okay. I'm I just came up with the best idea ever. 
Zero gravity, zero furious. I, no, that was the second oh, okay. idea ever. Gotcha. Zero. Then Diesel in a fight that's scene on top of it. Wait, that's no. been done plenty of times. Mm. I want a Fast and Furious crank crossover. Well, you can't because what's his name? has been two characters now. Yeah. Does it matter? Sure, it does. You can't. Who cares? Unless he's magically the same character from Crank. I guess you can do he that. He can play dual roles. Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Like, wait, didn't we just kill you? No, mate. I'm not that guy. <laughs> that was my twin. Twin. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. The twin. I can see it. Mm. Amnesia Letty can let you know. Don't you remember that? Oh, yeah, totally. There, is no, amnesia, there, is, there is no Amnesia Letty because love brought her. Back. Right. Well, I do have a friend who's a big but, Fast and Furious fan, and they did not like the most recent Fast and Furious where it gets super crazy actiony. So mm-hmm. you are not alone, Victor. Oh, good. Well, I think dialing it back to character base can help. But like you said, there might not be going any back because people are gonna be like, "Where's the buildings and the skyscrapers?" Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, at, at this point, the movie's made for you know the popcorn munching dick beaters of the world. So I mean, right. you gotta cater to that demographic. I'm just yeah, saying, they're the ones that spend the money, Vic. Yeah, Chev Chelios. In the Fast and Furious universe, would be pretty insane. What if you instead, like, Trev Chelios gets his heart replaced by a car, so he has to stay in a car the entire movie, while Vin Diesel, I don't know, they have to work together. I can't have Trev Chelios battling Vin Diesel for, with his car heart. Yeah, he has to be the good guy. Right. Ish. Too crank, too furious. <laughs> <laughs> I can see like <laughs> But then you like pump Nas into Chef Chelio's Carhartt, and it goes nuts. Oh man, this is the best movie ever. <laughs> In space. In space. <laughs> I can see it. Hey, I can hey, see it. hey, Vic, why so, why so glum, chum? He wants an alien cinematic universe, which is what we're kind of getting. Vic enjoyed Crank too. No, oh. he, he would totally enjoy it. Like, two, two cranks. I did. It was, it was so stupid, it was brilliant. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, then, you're getting an alien cinematic universe. Isn't that enough? Isn't what's. Because you know, they have Alien Covenant and they have the other one that's coming out, the other alien sequel that, what's his name, was working oh, on? Neil Blomkamp. Yeah. Neil Blomkamp. Wasn't that yeah. canceled? Um. I don't know if it's canceled, but I hear that they're pushing that back in favor of uh, Ridley Scott's uh, Prometheus uh, sequel. Gotcha. Uh, do, yeah. do you feel, and I'm curious, did they, did Ridley Scott want to do like another Prometheus and they're like, yeah, you need to do more Alien. Do you think that happened? I, I think that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I feel like he got kind of nudged a little bit. Like he couldn't do, because he just said it was Alien Lost. What, what was it? He wanted to call it Alien. Oh, Paradise Lost. Uh, yeah. And now they changed it to Covenant. Yeah. Which is interesting. Cause I feel like they kind of nudge him and say, "You got to get into the alien, back to the alien boy." Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I'll see it. I I, I had kind of enjoyed <coughs> Prometheus. That was an interesting film. At least visually, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. So wait, they're making a Memento remake? Why? My thoughts exactly. Apparently, um, apparently, uh, what's it? What's his name? Um, this company, Exclusive Media Group, um, their film library, which included Memento, was sold to Ambi Pictures. Wait, did this come out like a year ago? Memento? Yeah. No, it came yeah. out in 2001. Yeah. That's like a... Wow, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> like uh, a year ago. Yeah, Memento, that's... It's a great movie. It is a great movie. It's uh, written and directed yeah. by Christopher Nolan. Yeah. 
and uh, it's one of the most innovative scripts out there. And for some, and that's a movie that remaking Memento is like trying to reinvent the wheel. It's like why you can't improve upon perfection. I feel like it should be at least twenty five years before you start doing remakes. Minimal. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, uh, but I think that, like, on that token, I think there is, like, there should be a canon of films that should never, ever be remade because the originals are mm -hmm. just so good. Like, Citizen Kane and Casablanca. To remake those would be sacrilege. Right, yeah. it's like remaking Terminator 2. It's just dumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they tried to do it, and look what happened. Right. Mm -hmm. They borked it up. You I'm not, not a legitimate remake. But, you know, it's like, yeah. sometimes you just, just end. Just end. Except, yeah. unless you're Fast and the Furious. I mean, eventually that should end. Star Wars should end. It's it's mm. crazy when you just keep dragging it out forever and ever and ever. Mm, that's ever. This, it's just ridiculous. Or remake it over and over and over again. Like I'm so happy that they're not remaking Back to the Future mm. because um, Zemeckis said he has the you know it's, it's up to him, and he says no as okay. long as he's alive. They will not be making, be making Back, Back to the Future. And I love those movies a lot. That's my favorite trilogy or set of movies, I should say. Mm. And if they be reading that, I'd be very sad. Yeah, man, because Back to the Future, the first one's a classic. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love that movie. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Those but... are all on uh, Amazon Prime, by the way. I just recently watched the oh, first. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. nice. nice. Back to the Future. Yep. Mm. Oh, totally. check that out. Aw, mm. yeah. <clears throat> now, this week, um, I'm actually probably going to discuss it next week. So I think we might have a little bit of video game talk next week because I got some Elder Scrolls Online I've been playing, and I've been, I will start playing Star Wars Battlefront, which is in my Xbox right now. It actually finished downloading because you can't hear it anymore no, I, went yeah. to go, I went to go pause it and it literally finished so <laughs> bleh. so I'll be talking about that next week as well um, probably a little bit of a truncated ep episode today because um, we got stuck got in traffic for literally an hour and a half yes mm -hmm. got some good fallout talk we can get into <clears throat> uh, trying. Uh, I know you, you're playing it Victor yep alright I just got it for PC this week so Sweet. I will try and uh, make some time to check that out in between family and football Mm -hmm. You still got that Zelda you're playing too. How far did you get that? That is true. Um, to the very first point where you acquire a sword. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, <laughs> so you're moving right along. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was very close to buying Tomb Raider today on Amazon, but I was like, let me. God damn it, Colbert. <laughs> but Sorry, I'm active on the Instagram. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. As long as your, you know, the podcast is getting bumped, I got you. Get us those yeah. follows, Carl. Um, and I wanted to buy it, but I might have to get through my games before I do that, and I gotta few stacked up that I want to get through. Now, I feel like I'm starting to get some of that, uh, that video game fire, mm -hmm. especially bringing back family game night um, with my brothers, nice. uh, which I haven't done in a long time. Mm -hmm. It's winter. It's getting cold. It's getting yeah. dark really early. It's a perfect time. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then I remember like, oh, like it's funny. It's, I just, I forget how these games just come out all at once for the Christmas rush. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a second. I'm an adult. Every year. I don't yeah. have to wait. Yeah. I'm a man. Fucking man. <laughs> I'm gonna buy that shit right now. Hell yes. And I do. That's what I do. Yep. That's shit. Go. Yeah. And Amazon is best because it's at your door, but I want Star Wars Shadow, Shadow Empire, Empire right now. Yeah. But we'll talk about that next week too because I'll be reading that and we mm -hmm. can uh, share our thoughts. Non spoiler, of course. And we'll have Jessica Jones. There's a lot coming up. Oh, yeah. I will be. Yeah. I will literally finish Jessica Jones by next week's episode. I'll also try to check out the uh, intro episode of Into the Bad Badlands. Yeah. We spoke about that. I premiered. I haven't had a chance to watch it, so I'm looking forward to that mm -hmm. as well. Carlberg, yeah. are you going gonna to do anything, Carlberg? Are you going to play any games? I'm going to watch Into the Badlands. Nice. Straight without falling asleep at a decent hour. <laughs> and, um... What else am I going to do? That's what I'm playing. How's Empire this season, Carl? You, like, haven't spoken about that at all. Oh, the season's going good. I like I like it, you know, but 
from unfortunately from what I'm hearing, the ratings are at an all time low. Ooh. Why? But I do I think I stopped watching, not gonna lie. I did. Mm. Well, yeah, as one of the millions you stopped. Uh, really? Why'd you stop? Uh, you stopped? Yeah, I gotta catch I gotta get back on it. I only watched the first two episodes of the first yeah, second season. Yeah, I mean when Hulu puts the whole season two back up, I'll probably watch ah, it. Okay. Well it's not Mm. Oh, when, when it's mm. Mm. yeah, I think there's like two or three episodes left. Honestly, um, man, like when it's football season, it's ever football mm. is pretty much like all I watch. Gotcha. It's pretty. I pretty did bad. stop watching The Flash. Um, I just, I it's a good show. I, get I it. understand. Like, people like it. I get it, but mm. for some reason, it just does not doesn't re- it doesn't does it register. Yeah, the same way Arrow does. No, I understand. And Arrow, I think I'm because I I'm not a big fan of watches, and I've said this before, week to week. So mm-hmm. I don't think I'll be keeping up on Arrow on the CW app because those commercials annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. Watching the same one all over and over again. So I'll probably wait to that. You know that I'll just stay a season behind yeah. and try to avoid spoilers if I can, which I won't be able to. Oh, that's part about the Patriots beating the Giants. Is that George Fat Fat Martin is a big Giants fan. And he hates Bill Belichick, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think you had something to say earlier. What was that? I saw you, uh, your, your eyes gleaming there. Oh, I was just checking to see if we had any emails this week. Oh, uh, unfortunately, we do not. Aw. Not this week. It's a short, it's a short episode, short mm-hmm. on emails. Listeners, mm-hmm. check it out next week. We'll yeah. get yeah. something yeah. going. No yeah. worries. Yep, and you can uh, catch us on SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram machines. Oh yeah. How's that? How's that YouTube coming along? <laughs> uh, work in progress. And uh, you can also email us at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> YouTube. We're actually... I forgot the Periscope again. <laughs> We're the worst at this social media thing, except for Carl. I want a Periscope? That's why we handed it off to Carl. <laughs> so I am now tweeting, as you heard me say earlier. So if you want to hear me or see me or read me or whatever... Uh, live tweet. Do, 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 do. Where's my application? I think it's Maurice Cirillo. At Maurice Cirillo. M a u r i c e c e r u l l o. If you want me to live tweet, oh, uh, well, see me live tweet the Patriots. I will even live tweet my fantasy game night on Thursday nights, or actually, uh, family game night when we're playing Elder Scrolls Online. Want to hear some of the crazy wild things we get up to? Follow me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just tweet those from the yeah. show Twitter, you mm-hmm. jackass. I think I can do both. Okay. I probably won't do both. Come on, where can they find you? Um, at Mr. Bird 1027 on Vine, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Carl Bird, uh, SoundCloud at Mr. Bird 1027, and at our Codex Prime Podcast social media sites. Yep. And uh, those, Carl. (laughs) Y'all really try to get me winded over (laughs) here. Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast, Twitter Codex Prime Cast, Facebook Codex Prime Podcast, email us Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com. Anything else? Write that down. Everyone write that down. Actually, one thing. Uh, so they are uh, doing the casting for the Justice League Dark movie. Mm-hmm. For those that do not know, that is part of the DC Cinematic Universe, and that is like the uh, supernatural team of. Uh, of the Justice League, and um, bad news, everyone. Colin Farrell appears to be uh, the lead for the role of John Constantine in that movie. I do not approve. Why? Because Colin Farrell is terrible. One. Also, Matt Ryan, not the quarterback, the actor who played Constantine on the Constantine television show, was really good in that role. Hmm. So I was sort of hoping that they would uh, cast him. 
Ewan McGregor appears to be the other uh, actor in the running for the Constantine role, and I would much rather see Ewan McGregor. I did yeah, see too. something as that, and they're talking about Ron Perlman playing Swamp Thing. Oh, that would be cool. That, guy, be cool. Uh, the Constantine. that old Swamp Thing movie was... <clears throat> Freaking man, that that movie scared the crap out of me as a kid. <laughs> he did uh, the concert. He just guest starred on Arrow too, but DC is just trying so hard to get these A-listers. God, get out of here, DC. Colin Farrell's not an A-lister. He's not. Colin Farrell. He was at one point, I think. He's a bum. The fuck when? Huh? Did you see? He was like way back. I love phone booth. Phone booth is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Did you see Cellular with Captain America? That was awesome too. Same director. See it. See it, listeners. We'll catch you all next week. We'll add that to the docket. Later, nerds. And as usual, you can find me at your mama's house. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Victor O'Moyle and on YouTube.